0: Hi, food eaters. This is Mel Weinstein, host of the Food Labels Revealed podcast and the self professed prophet of processed foods. Welcome to the 10th episode. In this program, I'm going to talk mainly about energy enhancing drinks. Maybe you've heard of the major players in the energy drink industry names like Monster, Red Bull, Rockstar, but there are dozens of others in the marketplace. A few months ago, I was standing in the checkout line of my local grocery store. In front of me was a 30-something woman. On the belt, sitting beside her other groceries, were some half-dozen strange-looking little plastic containers that I had never seen before. I took a mental note of the product name. It was Mio. Later, I googled Mio, and that opened the door to the whole industry of energy enhancers, about which I was pathetically ignorant. I had never downed an energy drink. Aha, I said to myself, that's the subject of a podcast. As I do with every podcast, I researched the topic and started a note file. The file rapidly grew to over 40 pages as the controversial subject of energy drinks expanded before my eyes. Soon, I realized that I couldn't do the subject justice in just one podcast. So, I've split it in two. In this podcast, I'll cover the usual subjects, the products, company histories, ingredient descriptions, and commentary, and, of course, there'll be the ingredient of the day. And also, put my life on the line by guzzling my very first energy drink later in the podcast. In part two... I'll address the good and the bad, the benefits and the detriments, the testimonials and warnings, and report how I fared after my first encounter with the monster. But first, for those new to the podcast, here's a bit about myself. I have a 30-plus year background in chemistry education, food testing, and chemical research. And for many years, I've had a fascination with what we eat, what makes up what we eat, and what processed foods might be doing to our health. Based on my work experience in the food ingredient industry, I also bring some inside information to the subject. This is the only podcast dedicated to examining the constituents of factory foods. And this is a 100% guaranteed free podcast. It won't cost you a penny. And I swear that it will never ask you for money. I have no sponsors or financial supporters. All the opinions expressed in the podcast are mine, and I promise that I won't promote any business, commercial interest, or organization. Just wanting to keep this podcast authentic. If you are so inclined, drop me a note with questions or comments at this email address, foodlabelsrevealed at gmail.com. That's all one string, foodlabelsrevealed at gmail.com. Also, if you could leave a review, good or bad, at the iTunes store and at my YouTube channel, search on Food Labels Revealed, I would greatly appreciate it. The last time I checked, there were zero reviews. Ouch. My hosting website is Podbean, and all the episodes can be obtained at the website, which is www.podbean.com, or by searching online for the title food labels revealed. I have a channel on YouTube devoted to this podcast, so if you prefer to listen with an accompanying slideshow, search for food labels revealed at the YouTube website. And of course, you can listen to the podcast on your smartphone or tablet by installing any of the typical apps like Apple's Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and other lesser-known apps. One final announcement. Although the audio version of the podcast is gaining in popularity, the video version on YouTube is enormously unpopular. As of December 2016, the first nine episodes had only 158 views, or about 18 views per episode, which is really, really low for a YouTube channel. Plus, there are no public comments. So I've decided that this will be the last episode posted on YouTube unless the viewership radically changes. It takes me about the same amount of time to create a video as it does the audio program. So continuing with the video podcast would not be a good use of my time if very few people are actually watching it. Okay, on with today's subject. You know, gone are the days when carbonated beverages were just simple things. Just mixtures of soda water, syrup. A little bit of flavoring, some color, and maybe a preservative or two. Remember how Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and other beverage companies would advertise their drinks as refreshing, mood-boosting, satisfying, etc.? Well, that wasn't enough. Because in the late 60s, along came sports drinks with the introduction of Gatorade, with promises to restore the water, the carbs, and electrolytes lost by athletes in their sweaty sports activities. By the way, Gatorade got its name from the University of Florida mascot and the researchers who worked there and came up with it. Nowadays, there are dozens of those types of drinks available. Next came the energy drinks introduced in the late 1980s with their promise to improve endurance and performance. Those caffeine delivery systems include some unusual and quirky substances whose benefits sit on the fringes of health science. So, food eaters, what's next? I predict for the 2020s, the next generation of beverages will offer complete happiness and contentment, in addition to energy and fluids, using substances yet to be discovered that psychoactively affect our brains. Okay. I divert. Let's get back to the energy drinks. Having researched the topic, I went to the local grocery store to see what they had on hand. There was a special cooler in the beverage aisle stocked with four brands of energy drinks and their variations. There was Monster, Red Bull, Rockstar, and Amp. On the other side of the aisle, there was a section with a vast array of energy shots, as they're called, including Mio and its lookalikes, including a grocery store brand. I was amazed by the myriad collection of flavors and energy-vitamin combinations. There are 24 Mio products. How does anybody ever decide what to buy? The little containers reminded me of the floss boxes that I use. Well, let's start with the energy drinks in this, uh, in this podcast, and, and then I'll hit Mio uh, in part two the following episode. In general, these energy drinks are marketed to active people like athletes, or people who want to be active, as well as people who view themselves as kind of different. Uh, They are often advertised at athletic events, both regular and extreme sports. The emphasis on their labels is excitement, fear, aggression, fame, and rejuvenation. I'll examine the top three players in the energy drink market, Monster Energy, Red Bull, and Rockstar. Let's get started with Monster Energy. It has about 39% of the market and was introduced by Hansen Natural Corporation in April 2002. You know, it's the number two player. The regular flavor comes in a black can with a green torn M-shaped logo. There are 34 different drinks under the Monster brand in North America, including its core Monster Energy line as well as Java Monster, Extra Strength, Import, Rehab, and Muscle Monster. The logo is composed of a vibrant large green M on a black field. The M is stylized in such a way as to imply that it is formed by the claws of a monster ripping through the can. On the back of the can is a figure who looks like a a monstrous jock. Here is how the company describes its beverages. Quote, tear into a can of the meanest energy drink on the planet monster energy it's the ideal combination of the right ingredients in the right proportion to deliver the big bad buzz that only monster can monster packs a powerful punch but has a smooth easy drinking flavor athletes musicians anarchists anarchists coeds road warriors metalheads Geeks, hipsters, and bikers dig it. You will, too, unleash the beast. End of quote. Well, you can see what I'm talking about here. The 16-ounce regular flavor sells for $2.29 or three for $5 in my grocery store. As we'll see with the other brands, these energy drinks are not cheap. The can lists two servings per container, which is kind of strange since how many people are going to split a can with someone else or save half of it for later. There are 110 calories per serving or 220 calories in the whole can. Here are the ingredients. Carbonated water, sugar, glucose, citric acid, natural flavors, taurine, sodium citrate, color added, Panex, ginseng extract, L-carnitine-L-tartrate, caffeine, sorbic acid as preservative, benzoic acid as preservative, niacinamide, sucralose, salt, d-glucuronolactone, inositol, guaranine extract, paradoxine HCL, which stands for hydrochloric, riboflavin, vitamin B12, And finally, maltodextrin. There are 23 ingredients in this beverage. Most energy drinks offer B vitamins in the mix, since that's part of the promotion of energy drinks as boosting vitality. The vitamins are most likely synthetically produced in factories, probably China. In Monster, the vitamins are niacinamide, B3, pyridoxine HCL, B6, riboflavin, B2, n-cyanocobolamine B12. If the carbonated water, salt, and vitamins are ignored, the list reduces to 17 ingredients. Some of these ingredients have been talked about in earlier episodes, so I'll give just brief descriptions of them here. There are a few unusual ingredients found in energy drinks that are rarely seen in commercial food and beverage products. Those ingredients will receive some extra attention. Sugar is the number two ingredient. It's comforting to note that Monster does not use high-fructose corn syrup, which is a manufactured sweetener and very highly processed. However, we don't know the source of the sugar. It could be cane or beets. So we don't know if it is in the beet form, which would be genetically modified. On the nutrition label, there are 27 grams of carbs and an equal amount of sugar. So all the carbs in this drink come from sugar. How much sugar? A 16-ounce can contains 448 grams. Dividing 27 by 448 and expressing the ratio as a percentage gives 6.0%. Comparing that number to a can of Coca-Cola that has 11.6% sugar, you can see that the Monster can has a little over half the sugar content of a Coke which is, I guess, a good thing. Glucose is the number three ingredient. Just another sugar, but it's probably there to give a quick infusion of energy. Another name for glucose is blood sugar. Doctors often give it to patients intravenously to quickly restore their blood sugar level and for rehydration. Although a natural product, the source of glucose in foods is most likely a factory where cornstarch is chemically broken down to form it. Glucose is an intermediate product in the process of making high fructose corn syrup. If you want to skinny on corn sugars, check out episode number three, where HFCS was the ingredient of the day. The number four ingredient is citric acid, which, together with the number seven ingredient, sodium citrate, helps to maintain the desired level of acidity in the beverage. The number five ingredient is natural flavors. Here we go again. Don't get me started. Natural flavors, along with artificial flavors, are the mystery ingredients of the processed food world. The FDA allows manufacturers to keep these ingredients secret to protect their formulas. There is nothing specific I can say about them. In a future episode, I'll go into some detail about the hidden world of food flavorings. I recently read a very interesting book on the subject. The number six ingredient is taurine. It's a natural compound found in many animal tissues and is a major component of bile, which is found in the large intestine. It accounts for 0.1% of your body weight. It has many functions, including cardiovascular, development of skeletal muscle, and the functioning of the central nervous system. Its name comes from the Latin word for bull or ox. Which is Taurus. It was originally isolated from ox bile in 1827. So, why is it in the monster energy drink? And this is the first strange ingredient we've come to. Here are some possible reasons. Supplementation with taurine has been shown to prevent oxidative stress induced by exercise. Also, dietary taurine has a blood cholesterol lowering effect in young, overweight adults. Furthermore, Body weight also decreased significantly with taurine supplementation. The amount placed in energy drinks, however, is well below what would be needed for therapeutic benefits or for any potential side effects. On the downside, taurine can cause dangerously low levels of blood pressure. Taurine, which, if anything, seems to have a sedating effect on the brain, may actually play a role in the crash people often report after drinking highly caffeinated beverages. Most people will intake anywhere from 40 to 400 milligrams of taurine per day through the food products they eat. The RDA of taurine is 2,000 to 6,000 milligrams per day. One can of Monster Energy drink can have up to 2,000 milligrams of taurine. Incidentally, taurine is an essential nutrient for cats since their bodies cannot manufacture it. Most dry and wet cat foods are supplemented with taurine. The number eight ingredient is color added. Well, that's a ridiculous term. I don't know how the FDA allows a monster company or any company to get away with that ingredient description. How generic is that? Color added. The majority of beverage and food manufacturers either name the colors in their products or vaguely list them as natural or artificial. Monster keeps their customers even more in the dark about how their beverages are colored. The number nine ingredient is Panax ginseng extract, also known as Asian or Korean ginseng. Ginseng is a perennial plant found in several parts of the world. There are 11 species under the genus Panax, which in Greek means all healing and is related to the word panacea. The medicinal properties of its roots have been known for many centuries, particularly in Asia, and include its use as a muscle relaxant, aphrodisiac, and stimulant. It's generally considered safe. However, when combined with caffeine, for example, in energy drinks, the following side effects are possible. Low blood pressure, edema, headache, insomnia, fever, appetite suppression, nausea, diarrhea, nosebleeds, and miscarriage. Panax ginseng extract is made by steeping the roots of the ginseng plant and root hairs in water, alcohol, or an alcohol water mixture to extract its constituents. The number 10 ingredient is L-carnitine L-tartrate. The active component of this compound is the carnitine, a natural substance found in high concentrations in animal flesh. Carnitine is derived from the Latin word for meat, which is carnem. The L in front of the word refers to the biologically active form of carnitine. The inactive form would have a D in front of it. Biologically, carnitine is involved in the transport of fatty acids in cells during the breakdown of fats in the body. The therapeutic effects of carnitine are controversial. In taking it as a supplement, claims are made that it lowers the risk of arrhythmias, irregular heartbeats, after a heart attack. A downside is the ability of intestinal bacteria to break down carnitine into trimethylamine, which is oxidized in the liver to produce a compound associated with arteriosclerosis. Some people claim that carnitine improves exercise performance and helps in weight loss, but so far the medical science does not seem to support those claims. An excess of carnitine can cause vomiting, nausea, headache, diarrhea, stuffy nose, restlessness, and sleeping difficulty. The number 11 ingredient is Caffeine. This is the ingredient of the day. Without this potent stimulant, energy drinks would not exist. Caffeine is the kick in the energy drink. Of course, caffeine is a natural product, and people have been enjoying its effects for thousands of years, starting with the cultivation of tea in China, As early as the second century BC, then later in coffee beverages first prepared in northern Africa in the tenth century AD. The actual discovery of caffeine did not occur until 1819 by a German chemist named Friedlieb Rung, who isolated a bitter white powder from coffee, which he called cafe base. Cafe for coffee, of course, and base because of caffeine's alkaline bitter taste. The caffeine found in energy drinks is most likely not natural, but probably is synthetic. Caffeine has an interesting property called sublimation, which is used to purify it. Many years ago when I taught organic chemistry, there was a lab where the objective was to isolate caffeine from coffee. After making coffee, the students mixed it with a solvent to extract out the caffeine. The solvent was evaporated, leaving behind a dirty residue of caffeine. The caffeine was purified by subliming it. That is, when heated, the solid caffeine turned into a gas, not a liquid. Way cool, huh? When the gas struck a cold surface, like the bottom of a jar filled with ice, the caffeine solidified into beautiful white crystals. Caffeine has a bunch of medical properties and is the world's most widely consumed psychoactive drug. But it has a Jekyll and Hyde personality. Its medical properties can be both beneficial and harmful. Here are the beneficial effects. Can treat premature infant breathing problems. Has a protective effect against Parkinson's disease and some types of cancer. Reduces coronary artery disease. Reduces drowsiness when necessary, such as when you're driving. For example, uh, Vivarin or no-dose do, no tablets, you know, have caffeine in them. Increased attention and alertness. Lower risk of diabetes. Increased metabolic rate. Moderate doses of caffeine, you know, around 345 milligrams per 150-pound person, can improve sprint performance cycling and running time trial performance, endurance, that is it delays the onset of muscle fatigue and central fatigue, and cycling power output may reduce depression and lower risk of suicide. The harmful effects include anxiety, insomnia, some issues with withdrawal such as sleepiness, headache, and irritability, increased blood pressure, Increased urine output, bone loss in postmenopausal women, people with heart problems can go into cardiac arrest after ingesting low doses of it. Caffeine is classified by the FDA as generally recognized as safe, or GRASS. Toxic doses, over 10 grams per day for an adult, are much higher than typical doses of under 500 milligrams per day. A cup of coffee contains 80 to 175 milligrams of caffeine, depending upon what bean is used and and how it's prepared. For example, drip, percolation, or espresso. Thus, it requires roughly 50 to 100 ordinary cups of coffee to reach a lethal dose. And not too many people will be consuming that many. However, pure powdered caffeine, which is available as a dietary supplement, can be lethal in tablespoon-sized amounts. Now, in the Monster Energy drink, the caffeine content per 16 ounces is 180 milligrams, similar to a very strong cup of coffee and slightly less than the amount found in a tablet of Vivarin or NoDose, which is 200 milligrams. The situation is different for kids. For ages 4 to 12, The maximum caffeine intake ranges from 45 to 85 milligrams. The older the kid, the higher the number. So if a youngster downs a 16-ounce can of Monster with 180 milligrams of caffeine, there could be some medical consequences. I'll come back to that in part two of the program. The number 12 and number 13 ingredients are sorbic acid and benzoic acid. Both of these are found in nature, but factory-made analogs are used in the drinks. These substances serve to keep the beverage from going bad while it sits on the shelf of the grocery or convenience store. Sorbic acid is considered fairly harmless. Benzoic acid, not too bad, but it can cause allergic reactions such as asthma, hives, red eyes, and skin rashes, especially in people sensitive to aspirin. The number 15 ingredient is sucralose. This extremely processed artificial sweetener, 600 times sweeter than table sugar, was the ingredient of the day in episode number 7. With the use of sucralose, Monster adds an extra bit of sweetness to their beverage, supplementing the sugar and glucose in the formula. The number 17 ingredient is d lactone called DGL for short. DGL is a naturally occurring substance that is present in all connective tissues. It is a white powder, soluble in hot and cold water. Manufacturers of energy drinks claim that DGL detoxifies the body. It has been found to be hepatoprotective, meaning it may improve the physical state and function of the liver. Internet reviews by people who use DGL as a supplement Report perceived energy and alertness. Energy drinks average 948 to 1137 milligrams per pint. A number of studies indicate that even at high doses, the compound is relatively safe. The number 18 ingredient is inositol. This carbohydrate compound is classified as a sugar alcohol. Other examples are sorbitol, erythritol, and mannitol with a sweetness estimated at half that of table sugar. Inositol is found in many foods, particularly in fruit such as cantaloupe and oranges. It forms phosphates easily, with the compound phytic acid being the best-known one. Biologically, it's involved in a number of processes including insulin transduction and the breakdown of fats. In high enough doses, it seems to have a positive effect on nervous system modulation. But the small amount in energy drinks likely does nothing. Not dangerous or useful. No major side effects have been reported, but it can cause dizziness, tiredness, headaches, and an upset stomach. Ingesting large quantities has been linked to diarrhea. Large doses have been used to treat certain psychiatric disorders. It's questionable what effects inositol has in energy drinks like Monster. The number 19 ingredient is Guaranine extract, also known as guarana extract. Guarana is a bean grown in Brazil and chiefly known for its caffeine content. Guarana likely enhances the effect of the caffeine in energy drinks. It has long been used by the Amazonians to increase awareness and energy. Guarana seeds contain more caffeine than any other plant in the world, with levels ranging from 2 to 8% twice the amount found in coffee beans. Guarana also contains the stimulants theobromine and theophylline. Some young adults have been admitted to emerging departments with overdoses of caffeine after overindulging in guarana-based energy drinks. Preliminary research has shown guana may affect how quickly the body perceives itself to be full. The number 23 ingredient is maltodextrin. Maltodextrins are actually a mixture of semi-sweet molecules that result from the incomplete industrial breakdown of starch, usually cornstarch, by acid or enzymes. These products are used as bulking agents and can impart a mild to moderate sweetness to foods. In the monster beverage, it's probably used to give the product a smoother mouthfeel. There aren't any health problems associated with maltodextrin, but note that it is a highly processed factory food. The next energy drink to discuss is Red Bull, which is the best seller with roughly 43% of the market share. It's sold by the Austrian company Red Bull GmbH, established in 1987, and the drink is manufactured in Switzerland. It was probably the first energy drink sold in the West. It was patterned after a Thai drink called Grading Ding, in Thai, ding means red, and grating refers to a large bovine. The regular version comes in a blue-silver can. On the can is written, quote, vitalizes mind and body, end quote. On the back of the can is written, quote, Red Bull is appreciated worldwide by top athletes, busy professionals, college students, and travelers on long journeys, end quote. A 12-ounce container sells for $2.99 at my grocery store or three for $5 on sale. Also, 8.4 and 16-ounce cans are sold. As with most of the energy drinks, it's packed with B vitamins and includes vitamin B3, vitamin B5, vitamin B6, and vitamin B12. The ingredients in Red Bull are as follows. Carbonated water, sucrose, glucose, citric acid, taurine, sodium bicarbonate, magnesium carbonate, caffeine, niacinamide, calcium pantothenate, pyridoxine hydrochloride, vitamin B12, natural and artificial flavors, and colors. There are 15 ingredients in the beverage. If the carbonated water and vitamins are ignored the list reduces to 10 ingredients. Since most energy drinks have many ingredients in common, I'll only mention those that are unique to Red Bull here. The number six and number seven ingredients are sodium bicarbonate and magnesium carbonate. These compounds are probably in the drink for pH control to maintain a particular acidity level. There are no safety concerns with these. There there is 114 milligrams of caffeine in a 12-ounce can which is similar to the concentration of caffeine in the Monster Energy Drink. The third energy drink to evaluate is Rockstar. It was created in 2001 and currently sits in third place for market share. It's available in more than 20 flavors and in more than 30 countries. It was founded in 1998 by Russell Weiner, the son of conservative talk show host Michael Savage. Rockstar sought to differentiate itself from the market leader, Red Bull, by using a 16-ounce can size uh, against Red Bull's 8-ounce can and marketing itself as twice the size of Red Bull for the same price. Indeed, it was the cheapest energy drink in my store at $1.99 for 16 ounces or four cans for $5. Rockstar claims that its beverages are scientifically formulated, and this is a quote, scientifically formulated to speed the recovery time of those who lead active and exhausting lifestyles from athletes to rock stars, end quote. The product is distributed by PepsiCo. The drink comes in a black can with a big star in the center. At the top of the can are the words B vitamins, taurine, caffeine. Each 16-ounce can has a whopping 260 calories, with 62 grams of sugar, making it the highest carb drink so far and even sweeter than an equivalent-sized can of Coca-Cola. It has the usual B vitamins, but in larger quantities, including B3, B5, B6, B12, and B2. The ingredient list is as follows. Carbonated water, sugar, glucose, citric acid, taurine, sodium citrate, Guarana seed extract, caffeine, caramel color, natural and artificial flavors, glucuronolactone, sorbic acid as preservative, benzoic acid as preservative, pantothenic acid, niacinamide, inositol, L-carnitine, milk thistle extract, panax ginseng root extract, riboflavin, paradoxine HCl, and cyanocarbolamine. There are 23 ingredients overall in the beverage. If the carbonated water and vitamins are ignored, the list reduces to 17 ingredients. Since most energy drinks have many ingredients in common, I'll only mention those that are unique to Rockstar. And there's only two. The number nine ingredient is caramel color. As a food ingredient, caramel color has been around a long time. It's manufactured by heating sugar in a caramelization process, to produce a very dark brownish-black liquid, which, when diluted, imparts a light brown color to beverages. Generally speaking, it's considered a safe ingredient. The number 19 ingredient is milk thistle extract. This herb is used in traditional Chinese medicine to clear toxic material, to soothe the liver, and to promote bile flow. Though so its f- efficacy in treating diseases is still unknown, milk thistle is sometimes prescribed by herbalists to help treat liver diseases such as cirrhosis, jaundice, and hepatitis. Silymarin is the primary active ingredient in milk thistle. Silymarin is both an anti inflammatory agent and antioxidant. It's unclear what benefits, if any, this may have in the body. At this point, There's not enough scientific data to say whether or not milk thistle can help liver problems. Medical research does suggest that milk thistle, combined with traditional treatment, can improve diabetes. Studies have shown a decrease in blood sugar levels and an improvement in cholesterol in people with type 2 diabetes. Researchers also have found that milk thistle improved insulin resistance, a key characteristic of type 2 diabetes studies show that it's safe when taken for up to forty one months milk thistle may cause diarrhea and more rarely nausea bloating gas and upset stomach women who are breastfeeding or pregnant should avoid using milk thistle since milk thistle may mimic the effects of estrogen some women should not be using it this includes women who have fibroid tumors or endometriosis additionally Women with breast, uterine, and ovarian cancers should not be using it. After a bit of internet research, it's really kind of unclear uh, why milk thistle extract is included in the Rockstar formula. Let's take a moment to summarize what is known about energy drinks. Typically, they are carbonated beverages, and they may be as sweet or less sweet than regular soda. In addition to water and sweeteners, they contain a healthy dose of the stimulant caffeine, significant amounts of B vitamins, chemical preservatives, and an odd assortment of natural substances that are supposed to provide some beneficial effects for active people. As I promised earlier, I want to do a live taste test of the regular version of Monster Energy. I've got a 16 ounce can in my grubby little hands. Let's see how it goes. Hmm, has a kind of a fruity odor to it. Let's try it here. Hmm, kind of tastes like cough syrup. It's not a not a bad taste. So those uh, natural flavors that were unrevealed earlier uh, are actually a kind of a good combination of, uh, like I said before, like a fruity, sweet taste to it. Really not bad. So in the next episode, I'll let you know if I survived and if I experienced any effects from drinking this can of Monster Energy. So, food eaters, that ends part one of the energy drink program. Part two will continue with one example of an energy shot beverage, namely Mio. Then I'll get into the controversial side of energy drinks. What's all the hullabaloo about? Are they safe? Are they dangerous? Should they be regulated? Until episode number 11, food eaters, take care. And if you want to eat well and keep yourself healthy. Eat food mainly from natural plants, not manufacturing plants.